You're all gonna die. You're the last ones. He's come back for you. What the hell are you talking about? Jason Voorhees. You're insane. Jason Voorhees has been dead for years. He came down the river and he's gotten on board. He walks his ship here and now. Welcome back to the Hatfield Horrors Podcast, where we review horror movies when we franchises. I'm Mark. I'm Maria. And I'm Tawan. And today we're watching Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Maria, can you give the Last murderer, Jason Voorhees, is resurrected from the bottom of Crystal Lake. After he kills a passing boat's occupants, he stows away on a cruise ship filled with a high school graduating class bound for New York City. Biology teacher Charles McCullough is on board with his niece, Rennie, who has visions of Jason drowning as a child. They escape his bloody shipboard rampage, but when Rennie and Charles reach Manhattan, Jason is close by. I want to start off saying that, yes, this movie has... Faults. It's, it's weird in places, but this is my all-time number one favorite Friday the Thirteenth movie. This is my favorite one in the entire series. Now, Maria, you said you have strong opinions about this movie. I hope they're all positive. So share with the class. I think you know they're not positive at all. <laughs> this was a weird movie. It was such a weird movie. Like, I I don't know. I don't know what I was doing watching it. Um, <laughs> it was it was just weird. There was a lot of things going on that I found myself saying, what the fuck, a lot more than like, oh my God, you know? Like, I was like, what the, f-? I don't know. There was a point where I was just like, what the fuck am I watching? Because um, there was yeah, just a lot. There was a lot going on in this movie that I felt was so unnecessary. It just felt very, like, just not cohesive at all. I honestly, it would have been great if they would have just stayed on that cruise ship. Because I think what really did it for me, I mean, the cruise ship was, like, okay. Like, those scenes were all right, I guess. Maybe they could have done better. There's, there's still some issues that I have with those. But I think the main issue that really just made this movie weird for me was what happened in Manhattan, which I think is kind of weird calling the movie, you know, Jason, you know, is in Manhattan or whatever. What Jason takes Manhattan when he's in Manhattan for like five minutes. He should have took that fucking cruise ship. The, the cruise ship was a problem for me though. That That's one of my main issues with the movie. They're in New Jersey, and they're going to New York. First of all, you're in New Jersey. Are you telling me you've never been to New York before? That seems impossible. <laughs> no, for real. They were way too excited. And then from New, New Jersey to New York. Especially for them to have that much money to get a cruise ship. Yes. And I know y'all to go from New, New Jersey to New York, it would they, they would have been, if they took a fucking coach bus or a school bus, they would have been there within two hours, probably less, give or take traffic. You're spending from day from the morning to night on the fucking cruise ship. And also, what fucking ocean was that lake connected to that got them to fucking Manhattan? And speaking of the boat, when we're first seeing the kids on the boat, there's a lot of fucking kids on the boat. Yep. What happened to those kids? Well, Maria was saying 
she thinks the teacher killed them because the teacher just left them in, in the restaurant and then just disappeared. What? I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, never mind then. What, what did you say? I was just like, I thought it was crazy that they just, that, you know, you know, because cause she did leave some kids in the restaurant and then she was like, oh my God, like we, like we have to go back, you know, for the kids. And then Sean was like, no, like they're dead. And they were just like, okay, then let's go. Like they didn't even bother to go check. You know, like those, those, like they were like, she put those, all those kids in that restaurant for them to die. Like I was, I thought that was crazy. And she didn't even want to go be like, oh my God, no, let's just go look. Let's go see. Nah. She was like, I bet let's go. Let's just leave. (laughs) And I thought that was crazy. Like all those kids. Go on. What are you thinking? Yeah, this, I was not, I was not feeling it. I don't know why in my head. Like, I'll remember, the uh, only thing I remember from this movie prior to seeing it is the one kill where Jason knocked that guy's head off by, like, punching him in the head. I feel like I've seen that iconic. so many times. And it is like it is iconic from this movie. And I don't know why, like, it gave me the hint that, like, maybe this was going to be, like, fun. And then I was watching it, and I was like, oh, this is a little... It's not. It's not. It's not really giving fun. It's giving. They like kind of serious. And then like, because I've never seen the whole thing before. I only. I not only seen those shots. I seen like those shots where, like he's in New York and stuff and like walking around and everything. I'm like okay. And I'm like Same. oh wait, this movie takes place mostly on a fucking boat. <laughs> and I was like oh he's not even he's not even in New York like really until like the last like ten minutes. And. That was like kind of a letdown, but also in general, it was just like it was just pretty boring, honestly. Like it felt really slow, and to me, and then coupled that with at this point, they had they known at this point that like the MPAA was not really going for these kills, and they still felt weak. Like they, I feel like they didn't even try to like make them within the confines of the MPAA. Like, they just, they just, like, was like, okay, we need kills, so what are we doing? And then did whatever, whatever worked at the time for them. Yeah, it's not, it's not, the Jason hallucination scene. Yeah. I, I was telling Maria, I was like, he looked different in every fucking, every time <laughs> she saw him. I was like, I don't understand. Like, what's this? Why are we watching this gradual deterioration of a fucking kid? I was like, I, I do not. And why is he only in his underwear? What's happening in this movie? Like, I don't understand. The, the, and every he was dripping out like green goo, and then oh my god, every scene, the entire sequence in the sewer is just a no for me. Where did he even come from? That makes no, like Maria Tuan. Do you would you ever think any city in any country would be flooding their sewers with toxic waste at midnight every fucking night? Sure can, but we don't got a minute to spare. What do you mean? Toxic waste, son. The sewer floods out with the stuff every night at midnight. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I. I don't care how corrupt your fucking officials are. There is no way they're allowing that to happen. 
that affects the whole fucking state, the whole fucking interconnected sewer system. Like, that makes no sense. And what did it do to him? Yeah. It, it just because it was like one second he was like this big man and look I'm so sorry to say this but for some reason the Jason in this movie to me was very attractive as long as he kept that mask on there'd be no problem anyway but but they made him into a child for like no reason and I'm just like why like where did yeah where did that come from and then they kind of close in on his face a little bit and he looks like a normal kid and it's like what did the toxic waste do that now he's a normal child i don't know that was weird it was just and then they just look at him and then they just leave and it's like okay then he said words Why is Jason speaking? Yeah, literally none of that whole sequence made any sense to me. And honestly, at the tur- the, when I watched it, I thought old girl was just tweaking. Like, I thought that was old girl just like hallucinating again. I'm like, oh, but oh, but the guy, you, you see this too? I'm like, okay. Insane. Insanity. I was like, I don't, I don't understand. Why the fuck is it? But I did watch some deleted scenes and originally like Kid Jason was supposed to be coming out of like Big Jason's mouth during that scene. So at least they didn't do that. What the fuck? That would have been super fucking weird. Um but let's talk about some of the some of the kills. The good ones, the bad ones, the, the stupid ones. These are combos keep the feet like. This is it. And I'd have to say that the Julius getting his head knocked off is my favorite scene. And I enjoyed that it's a long scene. Yeah, I will agree because um, that, that's the only thing I knew going into this movie. And I liked that kill even before I seen this movie. Like, it's hilarious just the way, like, Julius put in all that work, all that work effort. And then that one hit just gets him taken out. Take your best shot. Motherfucker. Like that that was that was so funny. And we finally got like a black character for a little while for a little while. It's been a minute. <laughs> we had one in part part five? Yeah, it's been a minute. No, there was one in part six. No, there was one in part seven. Who was in part seven? The one who got his head crushed. Oh, you him, his right. Girlfriend black. Oh, you right. I forgot about them. See, I already forget. <laughs> what are some of your favorite kills, Maria? Or kills you're indifferent about? Or that you hate it? I did not like that Julius kill. I don't know. I was just like, what is going on? I don't know. It It ran for too long. It was, to me, it was just a weird scene. I didn't like it. Uh, the first kill, or like, no, well, the second, I guess, the first kill. Um, I don't even remember her name, but it was like the first couple he killed, like on oh, on that boat. Yeah, yeah. He killed her. Yeah, he killed her so slowly. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, yeah, she had time to like dodge that. She did. She definitely 100% did. And I'm like, and I was just sitting there like, like, why? Like, what took you so long to move? I don't know. Um, I did like the kid when he when he killed Wayne. Uh, that that one guy with the with the camera when he like threw him and he got like electrocuted. I don't know. I really 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 liked that scene. I thought that was so cool. It looked great. I think Romeo agrees. <laughs> don't listen to Romeo. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, yeah, like I thought that scene was, and and it was funny to me because you know once the, like a fire started, for some reason, um, Jason like pulls that that fire alarm thing. I don't know. That was just fun. I mean, I know he was doing it for like other reasons, but it's just funny for me to think that like, oh shit, there's a fire. Let me pull this, even though it does nothing. Um. Yeah, I think that's like the main scene that I liked. Um, yeah, everything else was just kind of like, okay, you know. Yeah, I think for and I, I think one more that I did like um, was the Sonic kill when he put the hot rock into the dude's chest. Um, that kind of got like. Not like it was like super bloody or anything, but I feel like that kind of that kind of got away with the ratings board. I don't know. That felt like I feel like that shouldn't have been allowed, but it was a nice kill to me. But it caught on fire. There are flames. Yeah. So that yeah that that didn't make sense because it, it literally wouldn't have. But it would have just it would have like went through the skin, but definitely not sparked the flame. But the. It's not a kill that I don't like. It's just one that confuses me because, well, there are two of them because they do both do the same shit. When he kills the the girl, the rock and roll girl, like he was on the other side of the room, and then all of a sudden he's in. Front yes, of her. like he was for he was teleporting. He was actually teleporting. Like Maria, do you remember? Do you remember that scene with the guy who was climbing that ladder? Oh, oh, oh! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good scene, too. That was a good kill. It was, but, like, he was so far up there, and Jason yeah. was still on the ground. Right? Yeah, I I don't know what they were doing with that. I don't understand why Jason was teleporting, because that bothered me a lot. Like, I don't know what they were trying to go there. I don't know what they were trying to do with that, but he's a zombie, He's not, I mean, which I guess in a way makes him paranormal, but not, it shouldn't make him too paranormal. I don't know. I didn't like it. They use that in the game. Like, in the Friday the 13th official game, you can teleport around the map. They actually did that because of the fucking movies. Because it was, it was like, in the editing, I had issues with editing because the car crash scene. Why was it being like chopped like someone was taking Polaroids? Like, what the fuck was that? Why is she slowly crashing into this wall like this? And why is Kid Jason still dripping green goo? Like, it was making me mad. It was giving me toxic Avenger vibes. It was making me mad. And like, um, um, she didn't even have like 
any connection to Jason, right? Like, does this go in? Does this, this is she in the second movie? Like, I, I don't mind the acts. I mean, not second, but the not the one we see after this, Jason goes to hell. Uh, <clears throat> this is the last movie with Paramount, and this is the last time there's gonna be a cohesive storyline. Uh, the next movie doesn't even. The next movie is a whole different thing. It has nothing to do with these eight movies. These eight movies are one whole storyline, and everything else is one-offs. Okay. I got you. And the next movie is very lore-heavy, so get ready for that. Not now. Yeah, because the whole stuff with her seeing all of the... Like, the baby Jason and all that stuff, I'm like... What is your connection? And I'm- it should have just been Tina. If they were going to do that weird vision shit, it should have just been Tina. That's true. But nobody liked her, so never mind. <laughs> but let's talk about the character. Let's talk about Colleen, the teacher who left the kids to die. Maria? I thought, I don't know what I thought about Colleen. She was just I don't know what was going on going on between her and Charles. And also, I know, I mean, I knew that she was trying to help Rennie, which it also doesn't really tell you why, what's going on with Rennie. Just that, you know, she almost drowned when she was young and now she's afraid of water. But I don't know how that made it such a big deal that she couldn't really go to school and why she had a dog with her. Which, I mean, I understand if it's like an emotional support dog, but like it just never says it. It never explains anything. I don't know. Um, but anyway, and I thought her death was so, like, anticlimactic for someone who supposedly was so close to Rennie. We didn't even see her death. Like, was she in that car? She was like, oh! She was in the car, but yeah, that's why I was I was honestly confused because I was like, wait, did she die? Because I saw everybody else out, and then I was like, okay, I guess she got out. Then the car blew. I'm like, oh, oh, it's only three of them now. <laughs> yeah, but like, why didn't she get out the car? I don't know. But also, what else? I don't like. You don't see the depth of like the relationship between. Rennie and Colleen it's just she just gives her the pen and then she like she she like let kind of helped her get on the boat and then like basically that's it yeah there there could have been more there it's it's like they just dropped her in just to kind of continue the story and to make the uncle look super creepy but like that was it like you don't really see like like Rennie didn't even really mourn her death. Like they made they made this seem so close. I mean, not really made it seem close, but they had like certain scenes where you're supposed to assume that yeah that 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 they're close. Yeah. But when she died, Rennie just she yeah she didn't even mourn her death. She was just kind of like you know I mean, she she still like being chased by a serial killer, so she's like in survival mode. But she literally, but she literally had the time to have that flashback and then mourn the fact that her uncle was the reason that she's afraid of water. You know, young lady, you've been coming out here every summer for the last three years, and you still 
haven't learned how to swim. I think the time has come for your first swimming lesson. And because she, she, she ran away. It was literally after that whole scene. So I'm like, okay, so you can do that, but you can mourn the fact that your favorite teacher, supposedly the only person in this world that understood you, is gone. Okay, got it. I don't know. <laughs> No, yeah, I definitely agree, Maria. Like she, they put her in here, and it it made it, like it may seem like they her and um Rennie were gonna have like a decent little relationship because she was invited by her to even come on the trip in the first place. But like, at like aside from like that idea of her like you know facing her fear, like giving her like the a chance to like come on have a good time and stuff like there wasn't really anything else to the relationship she had with Rennie and <laughs> and also she did just let those students die <laughs> so like, I don't know how, how good of a character she's supposed to be now <clears throat> if I was the teacher I would have gave the students a heads up I wouldn't just let them die but I wasn't also about to <laughs> go through Jason to save them either <laughs> But, um, I don't really think we have much time to, with Colleen to really decipher her. And then her death was, like, very anticlimactic as well. Especially with the whole big explosion thing. That was just something so out of the ordinary for, like, this type of movie. Um, which, <laughs> eh, can I really say that? Especially after that, that big, uh, flip, that RB flip scene that we had in the, in the last one. So I don't know if I can really say that, but it just it just felt it just felt out of place for some reason. What about Julius? He fought the good fight. What do you think about him, Twan? He did fight the good fight, but like I don't know if I <laughs> I don't know. I just found Julius's character to be like it was definitely a uh, a. 80s yeah, definitely like a stereotype because, like, around that time, you know, it was like like boxers, like Tyson and all that shit around the time. So, like, it was definitely like a like he's definitely like a stereotype for that like reasoning. Um, surprise, he lasted till the end though, so I'll give him a plus for that one. Um, because he definitely uh, didn't die first, so he wasn't that much of a stereotype. But also, like, besides his little fight and everything, he didn't like. He didn't really do much because for a second we, he, if he didn't uh, see them on the little, on the lifeboat when they were leaving the boat, like the cruise ship, he wouldn't have even um, known to get on. So it was, um, it was kind of lucky that he even got there and got and got off the, um, off the cruise to go to the island, um, or to go to New York. I mean, but um, I don't know if I. I don't know if there's really even much to say about Julius. Like his his scene, like his last scene with Jason was nice, but he didn't really provide much in terms of anything else in the movie. To be quite honest, Maria, <laughs> what do you think about Uncle Charles, Charles McCullough? I don't really get what he was like, like why he was there. Um, I don't know his involvement in my opinion, was just kind of weird. He first, they just made him seem so creepy. And like that scene when, um, what's her name? Rennie? No. Oh, the, the, the blonde chick. Yeah. Get her grades. 
Yeah, that scene was so weird. I don't know. Like, I was like, what? And to be honest, the way they were making it seem was that he kind of already had a relationship with her. Because he, he, I don't know, he was just so uptight. They made him, that's what it was. They made him so, so uptight. And then he was so, like, overprotective of Rennie. Um, like, he, like, locked her in the room while there was a murderer out here. Like, I don't know what that was supposed to help. Um, but, like, I was just, I don't know. He was... Like, I didn't know what direction they were trying to take his character. I guess he was just supposed to be that uptight uncle. And then they brought up the whole... He threw her in the lake? That was weird. It was weird that he threw her in the lake. But, like, I just don't... I don't want to say that I don't get how that was so, you know... Because they didn't... Like, when she had her, like, all her whole flashback, all you see is, you know, he throws her in the lake, and then basically Jason pulls her down. But I feel like if we would have gotten more of that and seen how, like, the uncle knew that she was basically drowning and didn't do anything about it, I would have understood why she got so mad at him. But they, like, cut that whole scene out. Oh, my God. Give me one second. What about you, Tuan? Well, first of all, uh, we got a we got a gross character because he was he was almost about to fuck one of his students. Which it's been a while since we had one of those. Yeah, but also like it didn't make sense because they didn't they didn't they graduate. So what was he talking about? Um, actually, well, from experience, well, from from middle school, there are several people who had to attend summer school. But they allow them to take part in the eighth grade graduation ceremony. But they still had to go to summer school. They were just like, yeah, this is all just for show. You still got to come back for summer school to actually graduate. Okay. So that actually happens. Okay, okay, okay. Because at first I was very confused. I'm like, didn't they just say they graduated? Like, why is he talking about classes and papers and shit right now? Okay, I guess that makes sense. But, um, (laughs) he was, uh, he... Honestly, if he had the ability to leave off that boat without telling anybody, he definitely would have. Um, you could definitely tell, like, he like he was, he was definitely that type of character, given that energy of, like, he really didn't care for these kids. But, like, I, he got paid to, like, do this trip and be a chaperone. So, I guess it wasn't the worst thing ever. But, um... He was also kind of. I felt like he's been kind of dickish through, like throughout the movie, and for no reason. Like he really was. Like he used to be dickish throughout the movie, and like, I, and like teachers, like it's crazy because you know teachers be like that for real. That's the crazy part. But it's like I hate when it, when, it, when teachers are like that, especially in movies, because it's like uh, just because these motherfuckers are young, even though they oldest they they oldest hell adults in the movie. Um, if something's going on, something is going on, like. Nobody's trying to like fuck with you right now, but he seemed he could have cared less if um, anything happened to any of these students. And I will say he got a satisfying death, but like that was what did what did Jason was that supposed to be like acid? They say like he put him in, or did he just drown him? 
New York in the eighties, acid acid trash. <laughs> but uh well, shit with the way it smells over there according to people, maybe it is. Um but yeah, that was unsatisfactory. He was a whack character. Like he didn't even have <laughs> he couldn't even he couldn't even have like a good little uh turnaround sequence. Um yeah, he was he was he was he was why we do not care about um Doc and the teleportation in that scene too, because he's running away from Jason and clearly he's looking behind him because Jason is behind him. <laughs> he goes into the building and all of a sudden he's thrown off the fucking second floor. Like when did Jason get that high? We never even saw Jason walk into the building. And you didn't see him throw him out. He literally just like he goes I. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I also really like that scene because he literally goes in and you're like outside just watching and he, I don't know, it just comes out. <laughs> the teleportation is real. I'm like, what the hell's happening? But Maria, what do you think about Sean? Sean had like major daddy issues. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like this scene, <laughs> the first scene where you see Sean and... You know, his dad is all showing him around. He's like, you know what? You get to be the captain. And he forgets one thing. And I feel like his dad, like, doesn't even seem, like, disappointed about it. He was just like, oh, you forgot this. And Sean just walks away. And I was like, why Like, why, why are you mad? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like his dad wasn't... I mean, his dad could have been worse. I mean, we've seen worse dads in this, you know, this whole franchise so i feel like he wasn't i don't know it was just it was whatever that scene was weird but i i really liked his chemistry that that he had with Rennie. i feel like out of the whole franchise it's one of the best couples you know like it kind of made sense i liked how he was you know trying to help her and he was you know, trying to understand her and wasn't really treating her like such a broken, like, like a broken person, you know, he was there for her and um, saw her as who she was. Um, Though, I mean, the scene where those two guys just took her away and I was like, nobody, nobody for real, just not going to go after her. I don't know. I was... (laughs) That whole scene was weird. I did not like that scene. I think that's what made this whole movie just so, like, weird to me. It's like, once they got off the boat, like, weird shit started to happen. And I don't understand why. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about Sean being, like, the final boy. But I did like his chemistry that he had with Rennie. It felt more, like, authentic based off, like, you know, because you could tell that that they had some type of, like, relationship before and they, in a way, liked each other based off, like, it was just kind of different. I feel like it's the first relationship in this franchise that was like that. I feel like in the other movies, they just kind of meet up and now suddenly it's a love at first sight and they somehow survive together. Um but I feel like this time it seemed a little bit more authentic. I just, I don't know. The whole Manhattan scenes in general just really put me off. But I, I liked I liked Sean. He is a good boy. What about you, Tuan? 
What do you think about Shine? Um, I will agree. Maria Shine um, was very inoffensive compared to some of the other men that we've had in this series. Um, he really didn't do anything wrong, and um, I can kind of feel that he, he was definitely feeling Rennie a lot, and he... The fact that he even, like, went through with with all of this, because like I say, a lot of times when it comes to these movies, if these were real people, I feel a lot of these people will dis, dis, uh, disband whenever they could to stay alive. And uh, once they got to that island, I mean, I, I keep saying the island, like, it's not New York, but it, I mean, it is island, but once they got to New York, I would have been gone. Like, I wouldn't have even stayed with them. <laughs> I would have probably I would have went I would have like ran away from them and not dealt with the rest of this. But anybody that goes through the state through and make sure that their girl is good or whatever in this type of situation, um, they they show they're a little better than than some of some of us. Some of us being me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was like, but he was a good guy, but he wasn't a good guy in like that that kind of a dick way he was like just he was just a genuine type of guy and um and you could kind of feel that in between the little scenes that they had so i'm i'm okay with sean he was like very inoffensive as a character but he also didn't have much to do as well so i'm okay with his character he didn't like make me mad or anything but he just also didn't have much going on well what do you think about his final Final lady, Rennie. Oh, Rennie. Rennie was, uh, she was something. Like, I don't, I don't really even know how I feel about her. Because one, the whole, um, the whole, um, hallucinations, like, aspect of it all is, is just kind of off-putting just because she doesn't have any, like connection to Jason. Now in the in the just so I can clear this up, in the um <coughs> flashback that she had with Dr. McCullough where he pushed her in, into the water and she felt did she hallucinate that also? She definitely did, because that makes no sense. It has to be an hallucination. Okay. So yeah, if she hallucinated that also, the only uh, the only thing I could think is that she has, like, the ability to, like, see ghosts or something. Like, I don't know. But the thing is, Jason's not a ghost. And at this well, he is dead at this point in time. But also, like, she really wouldn't see Kid Jason because Kid Jason was, like, years before her. She just graduated high school now. And it just, it just really doesn't. Well, they do have they do have the legend of Jason Voorhees. I mean, they probably have photos of him somewhere in some weird Crystal Lake pop up shop museum of like kids. This this was the the, the kid before he became the, the undead monster type of thing. So she could have seen this picture before. Well, that's possible, but yeah, it was... I'm giving him too much credit. <laughs> hey, that's true. But yeah, it it, it was just like not really put together well, I guess, that aspect of it, because it just felt like one of those things they just popped in for us to, like, give us something interesting about this character, and and it was like, the, I feel like it's like one of the simplest things that they could have 
giving the characters part as a personality in the movie instead of actually giving the characters a personality in the movie because there wasn't anything else to Rainy besides her being aquaphobic, which I kind of do like because um, they use that later on in Freddy vs. Jason. Um, but like they didn't even they don't even use that for Jason in his current state. Which I guess makes sense because he's dead. So, I even got to throw that out the window myself. But, I think aside from that, like, like, Rennie, like, like, Rennie in this movie, like, Sean is, like, one, like, one of those characters, like, in Inventive, like, they aren't, like, the worst in the movie, but they aren't the best either, but, um... I'm okay with their character's inclusion, even though there wasn't really much brought along with them. And the slight trauma that she does have towards the water, like, plays a part. But also, the whole hallucination aspect didn't really make much sense for me, as far as, like, her character goes. And and especially for how frequent like she gets the hallucinations like was she getting these like did she even talk about it she was getting these prior like prior to them getting on this boat and like like not not the not the part where she got pushed in but like from a moment where she got pushed into the water by Dr. McCullough to that boat did she even discuss that she was seeing things nope yeah so so yeah that's just that's just weird because even before, like, she even knew Jason was, like, on the boat or anything with them, like, she was seeing those hallucinations, which is, like, okay, that that makes no sense. So, yeah. Maria? I just don't get where they were going with her character, I guess. Like, yeah, like, I agree. Like, her hallucinations, I just, I don't know why they were just sticking with the whole, you know, there's a battered woman and you know, she's mentally unwell and it just seemed like a lot like the last movie, you know, except the last girl had like powers for some reason. Um, And this time she just didn't. And I don't know. Like, I just, I just don't understand why they tied her with Jason but then they never really did anything with it. Like, she she saw him once under the lake after her uncle traumatized her. And then she just kept seeing him. Like, why? You know? Like, you know, maybe, like, maybe she did hallucinate it. I don't know. But, and, like, they made it seem in the beginning as if, um, like, when I first saw her having those hallucinations i thought maybe it was like her brother maybe she saw him drown maybe she was like friends with jason or something i was just not expecting that she saw him once and that's apparently all it took um i don't i don't know that i just i wish they would have connected her with jason a little bit deeper um I feel like they would have brought a lot of things together, especially for this movie. I mean, he was like hunting her down. Like, you know, like they they were in Manhattan. And I thought, I thought Jason was just all about killing, like just killing people. He just wants to kill. 
But no, he was like chasing them, even though there was all these people around them. And I'm like, really? I don't know. They, def- they definitely should. He definitely should have been like a bloodbath on that tree. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what would have happened? Like that. I feel like if that was made now, that's probably what would have happened. But I, I mean, that's what they that's what they kind of did with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, true. Yeah, us. definitely. Yeah, I definitely felt like that's what should have happened on that train. Like it, like Jason hasn't picked favorites or anything like that in the past. So, like, why start now? Unless it was children, but nobody was a child on that train. So, yeah, I was expecting some kills there. Yeah, I just I wish they would have done that here. And then, you know, she was, and then her whole line of, like, You can get me in the leg, and you're not gonna get me now. Like, in my head, I'm like, he doesn't know who you are. <laughs> like, I don't think he cares. <laughs> this is the second time a character's had some traumatic experience with Jason, and it's never, and it's not explained. Yeah, and I just didn't, I don't know, I didn't like that. I, I wish they would have had something deeper. Um... Like, her character was strong. She wasn't like a lot of the other, um, the other, um, final girls where they were kind of just being saved or they were running around or they were just not really doing anything. She tried, despite, you know, her being traumatized. Um, I, her reaction to a lot of things, though, I just didn't get. Like, when they first arrived to New York and those guys were mugging them and she just had this look on her face. Like she's like, she wasn't afraid, but she just looked tired. Like really? Like we're going to do this now. And when that guy had like that gun on her and she, I don't know. It was a weird reaction. I feel, I don't understand where they were going with that. Um, I mean, that whole scene in general was just weird. Um, also, yeah, like, like how I mentioned before, when her favorite teacher died, and suddenly that's, I just, I don't understand how her teacher dying, and her looking at this, um, this little puddle on, that's on fire led her to discover why she was traumatized. And then she just ran off. Like, there is a man murdering people. You don't do that? But, I mean, I think in the end, though, you know, she was... I feel like in the end, it was more her fighting off Jason than Sean was, which I liked. Like, she she had her moments where I was like, you know, yeah, like, you're, you're fighting. You're not just... You know, because at one point, like, Sean got knocked out, but she wasn't, like... Oh my God, Sean, get up. What am I going to do? She, you know, had Jason get away from Sean because, you know, Sean can't protect himself. And, you know, she, I feel like she did well, you know, she did well with her surroundings. Um, But then she had times where, where, where she just shut down, I guess. It's like the best way I can explain it. Um, Where she, I think it was mostly like anytime like her uncle was involved, she would just be like, fine. And she would just follow whatever he did. But then there were other times where she's like fighting him and she's trying to, you know, make her own choices. I don't know. Her character, I felt like it was kind of like all over the place, but the end was when it best 
came together because she was actually fighting Jason. I don't know. Honestly, her character is just... Like, the way I feel about this movie, it just felt like it was all over the place and her character was the same way. Like, sometimes she was just this traumatized girl who, you know, had to deal with the fact that she, she's that she's seeing Jason, but her all her friends and family are getting killed. But then other times she was like, she was like strong and very outspoken and coming into herself. I don't know. <laughs> well, speaking of Jason, let's talk about Jason because this is the first time that an actor has returned to play Jason. Uh, Kane Hodder, who played Jason in part seven, came back for part eight. And I, I like his Jason because Jason has more personality. He does little like deep breathing things when he's like looking around with his head and then finds like finds his target and locks on. I like when he does that. I like the Jason. He's more beefier. Short, but buff. What did you think about this Jason tour? Um, Yeah, I do agree that he did have more personality. Like the uh, part where they first got to New York and he saw that, that billboard for his like hockey mask. And he like looked up at it, like tilted his head like he understood what it was. But and that... That that was like a nice little touch, I guess, to the character. But um, I'm. Does this take place after New Blood, or did they just? Yeah. Okay. So they turned how I feel like in New Blood into Camp Crystal Lake. I feel like they ignored um, New Blood. I feel like this is pick. I feel like this is direct. To like Jason Lewis. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. If you ask, because it felt like a retcon, but also like a little sequel as well. Because like when we when they showed the shot of the uh, of like the missing like the board front the the little bridge, and you saw like the house in the background uh, was uh, Tina's. That was no, that wasn't Tina. Well, I'm, I'm forgetting that girl's name. Um, Tommy's sister? No, what was the girl in the, la- in the last movie? The one without the powers? Tina. Oh, so that was Tina. Okay, yeah, it was Tina. It was Tina in that, like, parents' old house. Like, that, and then they had the Camp Crystal Lake sign over it. So I'm like, did they just, like, turn that house into Camp Crystal Lake? I'm like, okay. This, it, it wasn't really making sense. But, um, back to Jason. Yeah, Jason was, was like, fine this one, but he was definitely all over the place in terms of like movability and teleporting because there were some places where he should not have been in this movie <laughs> where he was. Um, I think like after I watched the movie, of course you know, I had to watch the kill count just to be sure. And like, uh, it was even noted out in the scene where he killed um, the one student in the dance floor where he was like choking her like the way that the shots had it look it looked like he was like in like four different places before he was just right in front of her um which i guess is probably just camera angles but like it doesn't help for the fact that throughout most of the movie he was just um he was there and then he was there and then he was there and i mean it, it worked out i guess because they use that in the game like you say but they, if if Jason's teleporting, just tell us, because it's not adding up to a lot of these scenes. Maria? Damn, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this Jason. 
he was just kind of it's like the whole teleporting thing i just why i don't know i don't know why they were trying to make him so like op yeah i don't know and i i don't like the whole background that he had with um with Renny, and I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, I, and I feel like his kills this time were just not like as gory. He, though, it seemed like he was experimenting a lot with like weapons, because there were a lot of shots where you see him just grab something, and then he kills somebody with it. Like I think he grabbed. Um, what was that thing like, like a harpoon, like twice? Yep. I guess you know he really he killed that uh, JJ with like her her own guitar, which was another teleporting thing. They had no idea what was going on there. Um, he this time around it seemed like he was just kind of having fun. Um, though I don't know how he's not tired, um, of being reanimated like multiple times like i would have been like just let me sleep let me die please um (laughs) um yeah i i just i really 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 wish that that train scene would have been a bloodbath he just pushed this one girl and like that was it like he was crashing through doors i don't know i just i really really wished it just, I don't know, this Jason just didn't feel like, like his spark is gone. <laughs> you know? Not his killing spark was gone. Yeah, and, but I'll, and then it sucks because, you know, that definitely has to do with the fucking readings board because so, they can't really do, I'm pretty sure they probably have plans for some probably cool kills, but like the readings board was just on their asses now and then it makes Jason feel like muted. They actually didn't even try. Oh. They didn't even waste their time. Oh, so there's no like uncut kills this time? Not for not really. They they the director didn't want to waste his time doing it when he knew it was gonna be cut, so yeah. like there's some longer shots, but it's not much. Why? It doesn't add gore or anything. Okay. Well that sucks. Yeah. It just I don't know, it just made like I, I, it just it would have been great to have seen you know some some pretty cool you know kills, especially because this is this is you know like the the eighth time, or I guess really like the seventh time he's been like in a way reborn or whatever. Um, fifth, fifth, yes. Um, yeah, he was just. It just seemed like at this point he was just having fun. He didn't really care. You know. I'm assuming he, all he had on his mind was to kill. But but there was no creativity. There was no violence. I don't know. Don't know. Well. If you guys didn't like Jay Stannis, when you're really going to hate him in the next one. Well. You'll, you'll get what I mean. But before we get into any of that, and before we give our cash a pass to Juan, 
can you give the people some behind the scenes info? All right. So for Jason Goes to Manhattan, um, the budget for this movie was about five to five and a half million dollars, and on that budget. Um, in box office, it made back $14.3 million. Um, some interesting info about the movie. Originally, this was supposed to be a follow-up to New Blood, which reprised the character of Tina Shepard, again facing off against Jason Voorhees after her release from an insane asylum. Meanwhile, Lara Park Lincoln, who had portrayed uh, Tina Shepard, co-wrote uh, with her husband an alternative screenplay, which had Tina working as a psychologist for Troubled Girls. Lincoln's co-star in New Blood, Kevin Spiritus, also wrote a screenplay which recast the events of the New Blood into a long dream with his character as the killer. Paramount, however, opted to pass. Um, his version sounds really bad. That's that's why they fucking passed. Yeah, I'm glad they passed. But the version that the actress who played Tina put up, that actually wasn't the I could I could see her character doing that like going on to work. That's too that's too close to Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three though. Oh that's true. Damn you're right, that is true. <laughs> Didn't even think about that. <clears throat> so continuing, um the director had previously written and the director of this movie previously written and directed for Friday the thirteenth the series. Um Jason taking Manhattan came about almost accidentally during a story pitch meeting. The newly hired Rob Hedden asked executive producer Frank Mancuso Jr., can we take Jason out of Crystal Lake? Can we just take him out and put him in a big city? Mancuso jumped on the idea, oh, Jason takes Manhattan. And that's where it came. Um, There was going to be a tremendous scene on the Brooklyn Bridge, a boxing match in Madison Square Garden. Jason would go through the department stores, driveway plays, he'd even crawl on top of the Statue of Liberty and dive off, but ultimately didn't because that shit's expensive to film, which would have made it so much better. Um, this is the last. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that whole like boxing scene with Julius was supposed to be at Madison Square Garden. That would have been, been so, awesome to see. That would have been so gas. <laughs> um, as far as the as far as the nightmare not nightmare <laughs> as far as the Friday the thirteenth of movies goes, this was the last time Paramount was involved in the series until they co produced the two thousand nine remake. Let's get on to our critics' reactions. Currently this film sits at an eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The site's critics consensus read Jason terrorizes a ship and nearly sinks the franchise in a clunky sequel that feels like a self parody without the charm. Los Angeles Times committed the film's funny ad campaign, but deemed it a real dunghill of a major motion picture. The the Hartford uh, Courant deemed the film a snoozer. Uh, The Boston Globe wrote that the film should have been called Jason Takes a Cruise, which is very true. And Leonard Mountain, however, gave the film a more positive review, awarding the film two out of four stars, calling it the best in the series. Malton complimented the film's imaginative direction, but criticized the film's running time as being too long. I have a feeling Mark wrote that, wrote that, uh, that review. That last one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, Maria, do you cash a pass on Jason Takes Manhattan? I pass. I, nah. Couldn't do this movie. Didn't like it. It was weird. A lot of weird stuff going on. Um, I feel like I was. I feel like I had a lot more questions 
Um, most of the time, I was just like, what the fuck? What the fuck was that? What the fuck is going on? Why the fuck would they do that? And, uh, yeah, I, I did not like this. It just felt like every scene was written by somebody else. Uh, I don't know. I didn't like it. <laughs> so pass. For me... For me, I cast. This is my favorite one of the franchise. I like the main couple. They have like this cute little chemistry. It seems organic. Um, I like the stuff in the cruise ship. I love the scene, the few scenes we actually get in New York. Like him and Times Square is iconic. That's that's an iconic fucking scene. And yeah, with him going into the restaurant, I'm like, I'm like, he could have, he should have killed everyone in his diner. He should have killed everyone on the subway, but it is iconic. I I cash. What about you, Tuan? Do you cash or pass? Yeah, I will definitely be passing on this one. Um, I yeah, I don't have wow. any want to go back to this movie to check it out again. I don't know. It was just really it was really slow paced and um, a tad boring at points. And after like the switch up to like they they had to. The MPA board, MPAA board being really on them. I don't know. It kind of even the kills like can't like save the movie. So all that put together, it's supposed to be like a slasher. And also, Jason was supposed to take Manhattan, where he only took like the sewers, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, I think I shall pass on this one. Well, there you have it, folks. One cash and two pass. Join us next week as we watch. Yeah. Friday the 13th? Oh, we can't even call it that. It's called Jason, the final Friday. There's the snow on the Fairmount, and they couldn't use the Friday the 13th title. The Haddonfield Horrors Podcast is a Letters to Media production. Should we do an intro?